0: Dear brothers and sisters in Christ. So how's life? I just want to give you a recap of some things that happened to me just this past one week. I got a phone call from a friend. The mother is thirty-two years old. Diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer. Four children. Found out another friend this week. You know, you hear those things on TV. Be careful about people can make a claim on your property. That, you know, you think you have title insurance and you're safe. They got scammed somehow, and now are facing leaving their home because they no longer own it. A friend of mine last week, after singing in church, fell over and had a heart attack. One of my neighbors came over and I was outside putting fertilizer down and he knew that I was a minister and said his son committed suicide two days ago. That's just this, this past week. I can't imagine the problems that you have right now. The problems that you are going through. And then on top of that, you look at what's going on in the world. The uncertainty with the economy. I read in the Wall Street Journal, more retirees are coming out of retirement and being forced back into work. Food prices still have not come down. Gas prices are still high. Is life great? You see, life is great. Because it's not about the circumstances that we face on a day-to-day basis. Because I can guarantee, guarantee you, that even if you had nothing to complain about, that if you'd think that your life is perfect, you would still find something to complain about. And that's just the way, that's who we are as poor sinners before God. The reason I can say that life is great is because of Christ and the relationship that we have with him and what he has done for us. We heard in our gospel lesson, Jesus is telling his disciples, we're going up to Jerusalem. Now imagine, Jesus is pulling his disciples back. He's telling them, okay, we're heading up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man is going to be betrayed. They're going to condemn him to death. He's going to be mocked, flogged, and crucified. And on the third day, rise, be raised to new life. You see, the journey to Jerusalem, these disciples made this journey many, many, many times over the three years with Jesus. But this time was different. This was going to be no ordinary journey to Jerusalem. Because Jesus knows that this will be his last journey before he goes to the cross. And so he's pulling his disciples back and reminding them once more of what's going to happen. But I think Jesus says it with this tone, don't worry, it's not the end, because I will rise on the third day. Isn't his life going great? Isn't Jesus' life going great? You see even in his humanity his human nature he knows what's going to happen being tortured on a cross is going to be painful and even in his divinity he knows what's going to happen ignorance isn't bliss that there will be pain and torture But yet, I've been thinking for a while, why did Jesus take the time to tell his disciples once more that he was going to suffer? What's the story for us? And I think this perhaps might be one It may bring encouragement to you and I in this way. Let's say you're going through a problem isn't it always best to talk to someone else about it and that way through talking about it both of you receive some encouragement some reassurance so perhaps this is an incident here where Jesus is pulling his disciples away and they're both they're, they're mutually being encouraged But life is great. Now how can you say, Pastor, that someone who's going to die on the cross, be flogged and beaten, life is great? Because Jesus remained faithful to the Father. And that plan was to bring salvation to the world. And he trusted that his Father would bring him through this. There's an element of trust in there that I think at times maybe we forget, maybe have a lack of trust that in these difficult times or whatever times we go through. And I think it just emphasizes the fact that we need to be in that constant relationship with God. To be with him in prayer only. or prayer all the time and in word. To be strengthened. I was going to use for my kid's illustration or my kid's message. Yesterday I went out to take pictures of the sand hill cranes. And I'm out there and I getting ready to shoot, turn the camera on, hit the button, nothing. I didn't tell you this yesterday, John, because this is a major photographer's, um, oops, I left the battery and the charger at home. But there's a, a point in there. Our battery needs to be charged It will run out. And I think all the scriptures solidify the fact that God desires that relationship with us and that relationship to be nurtured and fed. So that despite what's going on, we can say life is great. So what does this mean for us? It means that This man who's going to the cross is no ordinary man. He is none other than Jesus Christ. He is the culmination of all the Old Testament prophets. Standing there is going to stand and to be crucified for us. This is no ordinary man who's going to be a martyr. This is no, no ordinary man who's just going to be a good example for us. This is no ordinary man who's just going to show us the good way of life or how to be good. No, this man was going to the cross. None other than Jesus Christ. So, what does that for me mean for me today at 9:26 on Sunday, March 19th? Means that no matter what's going on in life for us now, no matter what temptations that we battle, that Jesus is with us and life is great. That Jesus went to Jerusalem for you, Jesus went to the cross for you, Jesus died. For you. And when you think about that, we can certainly say our life is great. Because He went on ahead of us to prepare a place for us, to take away our sins, to secure eternal life for us. And so my encouragement to you is as you go about your daily lives, when you have your difficulties, remember that our life is great because of Jesus and what he has done for you. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. We now stand and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed.